Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. It's another week, and we are still alive. Yay, us! <laughs> Despite the best efforts of those against us. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have made it to see another week. I've been watching a old Florentine, but it's Medici the Magnificent. So if I'm on a little bit of the dramatic side, that's why. <laughs> you know, those old uh, Renaissance yes. soap opera drama. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We binged how, that yesterday. How many times have you been on to the Renaissance Fair? Um, Actually, I've only been a couple times. But I totally geek out on Michelangelo and Michelangelo Historical, which is part of the Medici's Yada, yada, yada. So I get really into the historical history, art history. But Renaissance Festival is a bit cheesy for me. I can do a little bit. For what it costs, it's a little <laughs> a little much. Yeah. If it were maybe a quarter of what it costs to go do that, I would probably have a different opinion. I feel like we must have got free tickets or something somehow. And it was like, all right, then let's go. And we right. did. And it was like, all right, that yeah. was, you know, check. Yep. Check. Yeah. Did it. I feel like I went back in time now and I don't know. It wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> I really like indoor plumbing. I like right now a lot more. <laughs> yeah. People are always going back in the day. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have a different picture than I do back in the day. But I, you know, I, I went with the kids. It was always a great time. I had a great time. I just... For the people that would really enjoy it, it's really difficult to afford. Right. You know, I wish I wish it was just slightly more affordable so more people could enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. It was hard to, yeah, budget for that. I bet. So happy, happy Thursday. Happy How have you been, Thursday. Bridget? I have been great. I got to spend um, the last several days with a lot of my family, actually my mom's family, uh, and therefore my family, but basically, you know, one step removed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, that was great. It was awesome. Good to see everybody. Um, And also, you know, glad to get back to work. So, you know, life is good. Life is good. (laughs) I uh, woke up to snow. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I did not check the weather. It was bright and sunny yesterday. It had been raining in the beginning of the week. We we go from like 70 to 25 to 65 to right. 40 in to 24 70 hours. to 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I quit paying attention to the weather this morning. Right. And um, my husband got up before me this morning and came back in the bedroom. He goes, it snowed. You're I'm like, like, get the fuck no out of here. Hell. I just literally thought he was just messing with me. That's so funny. 
It wasn't much, but it's still it's still on the ground. It's, it's melting. It's white stuff on the ground. It, wow. Everything was white this morning. It so did you like step outside and experience the quiet or was it not quite enough for that? I live in Sedona. It is always quiet. Like it That's is true. It Good is point. like you have to make noise to to remind yourself that yeah. It's it's dead quiet here anyway. So no, I opened the door for the dogs, got hit in the face with the twenty five degree temperature and went Woo! <laughs> Close that puppies. door quick. <laughs> and the yeah. dogs were like, Woo, we're gonna go ahead and poop in here today, Mom. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty much. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. I'll have to do the hunt. I have yeah. tiny little dogs. Tiny, yes. tiny little dogs. Um, so sometimes you don't find it right away. Right. Especially on rainy days. Because they're like, look, oh. the thing is, it's cold out there. I had touched that area with my feet and I had decided I, that that was a no-go. <laughs> my body is rejecting the concept of relaxation and pooping outdoors. Yeah. It yeah. is not happening. Not together. Oh, but I do have other good news. I, uh, have been I have a rare disorder called variegate porphyria, as okay. you know, yes. but not all of our listeners may know. <laughs> and I have had a portacath, a chest port, for fifteen years, I think now. Right. Not the same one. I've had a couple replacement, right. but basically I've had a port for fifteen years. And every year I try to taper off my IV glucose, which is the treatment for porphyria. And never have much success with it. Usually have, you know, uh, I go backwards in my progress of getting better. So I tried again this year and I am happy to announce that I am, gosh, eight weeks, no IVs. Wow. Feeling amazing still. Feel no different. So awesome. Sent the email off today to my home health agency asking them to put my IVs on hold for right now while I go back to my doctor to get a what we call PRN or as needed right um, prescription written rather than my I was doing three to four IVs a week and then I went down to two for about four months. I tried two a month or two a week I mean and then I tried one a week for about a month or two and had one little flare up and like if I get the flu, it can make my disease go crazy just because of the stress of the flu. Sure. So I had one little incident where I thought maybe um, I should do extras, and I did. But since then, I'm pretty excited. And yay! I have, yay! That's so. This disease goes into remission, um, but usually for women who are have the same sort of setup I do with their the way it hit them um menopause is a big problem because your hormones are still fluctuating so much and my own natural hormones are actually an antagonist for my disease process right so until my hormones calmed down um it was really difficult to stop the treatments but I think this might mean that maybe my hormones have balanced out I've been going through this probably good seven years so it should have been done by now anyway, hormonal fluctuations. So fingers crossed, people. Yay. I am off the needle sounds terrible, but that's how I feel. <laughs> and, you know, since we're talking about that, and then we may have some patients who have had a port maybe not for 15 years, but off and on for various illnesses or medications. And um, 
my needle was in five of seven days a week, right. um, 52 weeks a year for 15 years. Right. So it greatly affects how you shower. For sure. And I definitely, there, there are these big sticky patches you can put on, but early into my process, like a year into having a port, I got a blood infection and I was in the hospital for a week and I was very sick and they did all kinds of testing. It was just, it was a horrific week. So I've always been uber paranoid since then about getting a, my needle, keeping it clean yeah. and keeping, and I had, it wasn't any fault of my own that I got the blood infection, but sure, I was really nervous about showers. So I had my whole routine. Now we are at the first month that I went without IVs. I still had my needle put in, um, just precautionary, just right. in case. And because like I said, I have not had success in the past with this. Um, so I had my needle in anyway. So I've actually only been without a needle now for four weeks, which is probably the longest I've been without a needle in five years. The shower thing. Yay, oh my God. That's so you exciting. People, <laughs> people have no idea how lucky you are to just say like, I feel icky. I'm just going to go take a shower and feel better. Jump in I the never shower had that option. anytime. Yeah. Oh my God. It is like a holiday over here. I, my water bill is probably going to be double. I don't care. I have been in there taking 15 minute showers. I can take a shower at three o'clock in the afternoon. If I want, I can take a shower at eight o'clock at night. If I want I can take a shower in the morning when I get up. That's awesome. awesome. I can actually relate to that. I don't have a port uh, like you do, but you know, I have type one yep. diabetes and I wear a pump. So I have to wear, um, you know, an infusion set basically all the time. And so I can relate to you in terms of my fear isn't the same. It's just that water degrades it so quickly that you try to kind of like yeah not be in water any more than necessary so even like pool time and you know like you mentioned just mm -hmm. any old time just taking lots of showers all the time it's always like oh no i don't you know i'm trying to mm -hmm. keep my stuff all straight all the time so <laughs> and thinking, interesting like, that you bring that up yeah it's 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 a you know these stuff and i always you know was a little jealous of people's showering habits but i never <laughs> talked about it because it's weird um <laughs> But there's, you know, like I literally would plan, I'd have to plan the way I did certain tasks, even if it was something where I thought I was going to get a little extra, you know, right. sweaty or dirty or whatever. I would plan that closer to the end of my needle time so that that would do that. And then I could take my needle exactly. out and then take a shower. Right. So right. there's a lot of planning and a lot more thought process into hygiene <laughs> than I have had to previously exert. So that's my exciting news. I can shower as often as I want and I have no chest needle for four weeks and no medicine for eight. I'm stoked. That stoked, stoked, stoked. Just exciting. I'm so excited Freedom. for you. Yay. Cue the cue the we don't have the money to pay George Michael to sing Freedom. No, we right don't now in the background. But just imagine now, it in your head. Y'all are imagining it now, so at least all the people that know um, Bruce Springsteen, which are becoming fewer and fewer by the moment. BT. Oh dubs. no, I was doing George Michael. Oh, George Michael. See, so I don't, I don't even say the right person. Yeah, we, we we're there. I yeah. He had that one freedom song. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Ah, uh, so strain of the day. What is it? 
I saved my last gotta read it ghost train haze Ooh, yeah for today they're just so much easier than hitting the bong sometimes when it we're doing this that i special. always try to save my my doobies so i actually picked up a Candyland and a ghost train haze um i might have forced my daughter to use her bogo at the <laughs> local dispensary i bought her a soda yeah i'm like hey you're not like what would you get if you went to do your first visit? <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a soda. I'm like, well, a patch of ducks is going to cost me like 40 bucks. So I buy your damn soda and I use your buy one, get one for, right. for my duchies. So uh, we, we, of course, agree upon that. Oh, and this is, by the way, after said loved one's car had broken down here in town and had to stay with me for days and oh. I had to drive her back round trip. Right to where she lives so anyways let's just say she maybe owed me one anyway right um so we get into the store and you know nonchalant it's her first time there so she's looking around it's cool and she's a young adorable female and it's all male i got the best service let me tell you the dispensary going in with the cute (laughs) young girl best service ever at the dispensary since i've been there um so she lets them all know that I have amusing um, parental abuse and forcing her to use her BOGO. <laughs> it gave no shit, but yeah, it was right. fun to listen to her complain right. to all of them. Right. I'm like, yeah, she's buying you a soda and a cookie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have was quite excited um, that my local dispensary now has Dutchies, which used to be quite the ordeal for me to go find. Um, that's and, awesome, and they got some good strains. It sounds like. So, what do you think? Have you have you uh, had this ghost train haze before or not? I have. It is a creative strain for me, huh. and I feel like. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the Dutchie website to see what their description is because it seems sometimes it's not. Um. The same as like necessarily what I think it is, because <laughs> I don't always respond um, to a sativa like a sativa. I could eat smoke a sativa and go to sleep, so I have to read it up. But the hazes in general are like my damn favorite. Any haze, anything with haze in the name, I have never met a haze I didn't like. I've met a lot of pot I don't like, but. There was when in 2007, I was lucky enough to go to the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam, the High Times Cup. And my winning strain choice was Super Silver Haze. And it actually ended up winning the cup. Yeah. I I like it, too. That's what I was actually smoking all week last week um, as I was uh, with all my family and everything. So... Delicious. I think it's, a, I'm trying to find it here. I think it's listed, there it is. It's listed as, yep, a sativa. Yeah. Ghost Train Haze is a potent sativa made by crossing Ghost OG and Neville's Wreck. A premium phenotype of Ghost Train Haze will produce heavy hitting high as well as a citrus flavor. I don't get citrus, but. Dutchy Ghost Train Haze has been lab tested at over 26% THC and is yeah. sourced from a top specimen of the strain. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very potent and should be used lightly by a beginner. Uh-huh. That is all true. 
So for me, Ghost Train Haze is more of an earthy. I it almost smokes more to me like a pur- more purpley strain than a lighter colored citrusy strain. But that's just me, and I find it to have a good body high with still the mental alertness. So it yeah. it feels real good, makes the aches and pains soothed while yeah. not making you crash sound asleep. Right. And you, my dear, what are you smoking today? I am actually smoking a little pink lemonade. Mm. Yes. Um from the good. Oh yeah. And and sativa it is yes, it's supposedly a sativa hybrid. Um, you know, I I like it. Okay, it does actually kind of not really see. That's what they sold it was as a, a sativa hybrid, but then you mm-hmm. look online and it calls it an indica hybrid, which is interesting because that's how it Lemon. feels to me. It feels uh, like an indica hybrid to me. Um. And yeah, it's really not very high energy. So it's nice, but it's definitely a pretty heavy one. It's definitely more of a sativa like for, okay, yeah, it's the daytime. I don't want to actually fall asleep, but I do want to just kind of sit and, you know, draw. Yeah, there you go. Veg out (laughs) a little bit. Draw. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm feeling a little, uh, anxious too but that's probably because of the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do have a tendency Uh, to try to put everything in the strain when in fact yeah some of that shit could just be your life yeah Yeah. okay so it's apparently a purple kush and lemon skunk plus something else uh mix that's what the uh the breed apparently is assuming that it's correct so yeah i mean i i don't have any aches and pains for sure right. right now. And so I'd say it kind of like loosened up that stuff, but definitely more more indica than sativa for me. But, you know, I like to smoke the green crack. You know what I'm saying? That's my right. kind of sativa, right? Like if I right. want a sativa, that's really, you know, I want that or the REM or, you know, some of these other pretty. Hard sati- hitting. Yeah, hard hitting yeah. sativas. And Dutchies does have a green crack uh, that is phenomenal right and actually if i'm gonna do a sativa which i don't do often because i'm just not ready to hit and miss with the anxiety of them i'll do a a sativa hybrid that's more my speed but if i want a sativa that's my go-to as well yeah the green crack yeah green crack i know it's gonna get the job done yeah, go with what works for me. I mean, if that's what I'm looking name. for. I do, too, because, you know, I mean, I actually never was one that tried, like, any of the other drugs, so to speak. Right. A, a little, you know, whatever. Yeah, so marijuana was not a, a... Cannabis was not a gateway drug for me in any kind of way. In fact, Absolutely. it's actually an exit drug for me, probably, because it's been my easy out for alcohol for 20-plus years, too. You know, like, nah, I'd rather just go smoke a J. No need to get all drunk and, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I feel I like alcohol is far more yeah. damaging. I was on Demerol four times a day um, as a pain control and at the point at which they were putting me on 
um, fentanyl patches from the Demerol. That's where the next step they wanted to put me. I, I take that back. They wanted to put me on methadone um, as the next step. And I told them not a fucking chance. Right. And the Demerol really wasn't doing that much for my pain. Um, they were, they gave me fentanyl patches. My first prescription came. I put one on within five minutes. I was throwing up. I swear to God out my mouth and my nose, like projectile. I felt like my face was throwing up Ugh. my whole face. Well, damn. It was, it was awful. <laughs> Pulled that off my arm. It's like, yeah, not doing that either. And started really amping up different ways to use cannabis. And eventually I got them to continue the Demerol for like six more months. Um, but use the cannabis and fade it off of it. And then once I started my glucose treatments, the pain went from a hundred percent to 10%. Nice. So between that and the pot and I was on Marinol too, capsules. Yeah. That's a whole nother, we could have a show about Marinol sometime. Cause I did take Marinol for about a year. Yeah, and that's, you know, the uh, the uh, government's non-medical, uh, non-medical yeah. use of cannabis, right? They're like, oh, it has no medical benefit except this very expensive pharmaceutical that only we create. Yeah, <laughs> and it's synthetic. Right. So I don't even think they're using... Right. Yeah, it was awful. It was like a sativa, too. I talked so much. Oh, man. I took it all while I was on my... I got married um, out of the country. I got married in Greece and Santorini. And my husband and I had um, this three-week wedding trip. It was like 12 days to get to the island. And we had family. We did a cruise. And then we got married. And then we honeymooned in Italy and England on our way home. And amazing. But they had given me Marinol for nausea to take with me. And I swear to God, it made me talk so much. I would be literally sitting at dinner, seeing my, feeling my words like flowing out of my mouth faster than my brain was engaged. And then being conscious of that I whole process. I cannot stop the words. <laughs> I could not stop the words. And I would just be like so exhausted with myself and right. give up all my secrets. Oh like, my gosh. Like, Literally, that's what I told my doctor when I got back. I'm like, I am telling everybody's secrets, my secrets. I can't keep a secret. I can't keep quiet. We got to get off this drug. <laughs> yeah. This has got but, to go. I kept that prescription, though, for probably eight years until pot became legal. Actually, even when pot was legal, um, to keep me legal. I didn't actually take it, though. I just figured as long as I kept it current and I filled it twice a year. Right. Um, and it was like $860 Ooh, right. for like 30 pills. A 30 day, right, exactly. 30 day supply or 30 pills, I can't remember which, but even that. And I still think I have a bottle in my fridge somewhere. Um, but I kept them because I had a job where if, even if I was driving a company vehicle and got hit by someone else, I would still get sent for a drug test. You know what I mean? Like, even right, if I was right. in a no fault of my own accident. So the Marinol actually would, having a Marinol prescription made my drug test results a false positive. So the THC that was really from flour, this is how, this is how Laura's mind works in case you're wondering <laughs> what the dark web was. <laughs> it's in my mind. Right. Basically, 
yeah, the false positive of having a Marinol prescription, whether I took it or not, it still showed the same THC that I was consuming actually more organically, uh, smoke and flour. So I was smoking pot while I had a job where I, I shouldn't be smoking pot and had a legal prescription. So I was allowed to have THC in my system as long as it was Marinol. And I couldn't tell the difference, so. <laughs> nice. I won. I won. And then actually it never happened. I never got drug tested. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because like you mentioned, you know, the Marinol had a lot of times for you sativa type or Ugh. what we describe as sativa effects, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article today, which we'll jump into later. Um, but one of the things they were mentioning uh, was how treatment for epilepsy doesn't always work the same. You know, you see these videos where a parent's giving their child who's having a, you know, a a violent behavior of some sort, they give them cannabis and they just calm down and everybody's like, Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Everything's great. Let's just give everybody with autism cannabis. Right. And the warning was, well, it's not really working the same way for everybody. And as you and I know, well, duh, of course it's not because you've got 150,000 different strains out here with, you know, however many types Conjured. of different combinations of all the compounds. So, a.k.a. go give somebody who's having a, a violent outburst uh, or behavior or whatever some really strong sativa leaning um, medicine and that's definitely not going to help anything. You know, like, wow, that's yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. give some green crack exactly. to somebody in the middle of that kind of a crisis. Um, no, and, and one person it might, it might right. be the ideal strain for Could somebody, be. and it be the absolute opposite for somebody right. else. Because, right. like, at, you know, they give Adderall, which is speed, right, 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 exactly for hyperactivity. So, right, yeah, but which has always blown my mind. Thing. I really, really don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. Well, the whole we have, oh, we could do a whole show on childhood oh my goodness i couldn't because i don't know anything and i just feel like just stay away from my baby you're not giving her no medicine she doesn't need she's good (laughs) oh tell me let me tell you some arguments i've had over the years about that same exact situation yep we ain't we ain't doing that not doing it all right so shall we take a quick break yeah we will come back with our news of the week so talk to y'all in a minute so what's the news today? What's the news today? Oh, I'm telling you. If you could monetize, stupid. Ooh, let's see. Has anybody... Mon- I mean, there is that whole, like, blah, blah for dummies set of books, you know? Maybe see? that's a version. See? See? Well, we got special um, in your home state of Idaho... Ooh. Or I should say, your former home state. Yes, well, I was born there, so I guess I'm always going to have to put it on my where were you born at column, right. checkbox, whatever it is. Company files suit against Idaho State Police. Seeks return of what it declares is hemp. Oh. So, hmm. there's been lawsuits been filed against the Idaho State Police. Police, Ada County, and let me see what this person said, Jan M. Bennett's. After 6,701 pounds of THC-containing substance was seized last week. Mm. 
According to documents obtained by the statesman, Big Sky Scientific claims that the product seized during the inspection was industrial hemp. Right. Per, per the definition outlined in the 2018 Farm Bill, and therefore was a protected substance, should not have been seized in the first place, and should be returned. The truck driver carrying the load, 36-year-old Dennis Palamarachuk, I had to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I ho- I hope it sounded I did good. Justice Dennis, with my last name, I have no excuses. Um, Dennis was stopped at the East Boise part of entry last Thursday. He claimed the substance was hemp, but the ISP, Idaho State Police troopers, did not believe him and said it was marijuana. Mm. So he's been a driver for VIP Transport LLC in Portland who said he was on his way to Colorado with the shipment. Oh, so he's going from Portland mm. to Colorado, Pastor Idaho. I was confused there for a minute. This is a big deal uh, right here, this story. This is a big deal. The typical of uh, Idaho to be like, oh, we're going to stop this. I, I've been saving this one, too. So, Oh, my God. Um, the date, I should give you the date on this story was February 1st. Okay, um, so we're talking a little bit, okay couple about a week it's gonna be a big deal yeah this is gonna this is gonna be a big deal still from his training and experience this is quote from his training and experience the trooper knows what marijuana smells like and the odor was easily detectable by him even with the trailer doors closed isp spokesman tim marsano told the statesman earlier this week on friday Marsano told the statesman that the substance THC content is still being tested and that the ISP has asked the testing be expedited. ISP again, Idaho State Police. Mm-hmm. Ada County Prosecutor Scott Bandy told statement earlier this week that any substance in Idaho containing any amount of THC is by law considered marijuana and therefore illegal. As a state, Idaho has not yet submitted a required plan to adhere to the 2018 Farm Bill. Right. Did we lose ya? Trooper said. Generally oh. speaking. Go I'm ahead. still here. I can hear you. Okay, good. I couldn't hear you for a moment. Okay. It was that big puff. Oh, yep. Our troopers adhere to Idaho law. And any amount of THC are illegal in this state. Generally speaking, hemp contains 0.3% THC, according to Associated Press, while marijuana contains 15 to 40% THC. Quote, the 2018 Farm Bill prohibits states from blocking the transportation of industrial hemp in interstate commerce, as defendants have done, the lawsuit reads. Notwithstanding the 2018 Farm Bill, States cannot prohibit the shipment of legal goods through interstate commerce under the Commerce Clause, end quote. Um, that quote may be important to someone else who is going through some issues with their CBD transport, receiving, processing. Um, um, there's a link in our notes to this article so that you can find it again for yourself. Um, the driver was arrested and released on a $100,000 bond. This is the guy transporting the hemp. Big Sky Scientific, among other things, is asking for its product to be returned so it can, quote, continue its shipment onto Colorado, unquote. The suit also asks for judgments declaring wrongdoing on part of the defendants. Attempts to reach lawyers at Stoll Rivers, a firm represent, representing Big Sky, were unsuccessful. Um, 
that's where the article ends. So basically, very interesting. Yeah, and this is, you know, you can imagine six, that's three tons, a little over three tons of. They hemp. knew, they knew they were going to run into that problem. I'm 100% certain of it. And they decided to go ahead and try anyway. You figure it's a good test run. They're figuring, let's do it. Yep. Let's test, let's test a lot. Now, I don't know why they tested that much, but yeah, I mean, they're really, it's very blatant, right? They're sending a truckload of weed. See, I think this is just... going on everywhere. I think this well, big yeah, hemp, these big hemp trucks are all but over Idaho. The you don't understand Idaho, though. South Dakota, you can't even have. There's another one. I have one other article, but basically, same deal. South Dakota is like trying to make any kind of CBD oil illegal. Exactly. Illegal. A Not place like Idaho is gonna try to find your trucks to do this with because they want to bring a challenge to the federal level that their state rights are protected. They care very, very, very much about states' rights in Idaho and they wanna have the right to, you know, decide that do what this, I want they're going to do what they want or not let people do what they don't want them to do or whatever. You know, the white man industrial complex is strong in that hoe. Oh, I'll be mm -hmm. avoiding that. You're not going to bring hemp through our borders unless we're making money off of it. And we have decided it's the devil still right now. So we're not ready to make the money off of it in our state yeah. yet. We don't want that devil money yet. Yet. Not yet. Yet. Six more months. Yeah. That'll be a different story. But right today, you ain't going to bring that devil let lettuce up in here. Ugh, exhausting. Mm -hmm. But I um, mean, the thing is, these things do end up going because, you know, yeah, you've got the hemp bill. You've got uh, this federal law now. But does that mean that states have to allow them to transport through? And, you know, that's really going to be a, a big question that needs to get answered. I mean, already right now, the post office the post office is like, you know, confiscating, yeah. you know, a record number of marijuana packages. I'm sure some of them are CBD or hemp products and some are not. But, you know, is the post office going to then start paying to test products to see whether they're, you know, industrial well, yeah, hemp or, or not? Yeah, I mean, no. The answer is no, they're not. CBD was non-existent when basically when the medical marijuana laws passed here, like the co-op days, right. CBD was like just starting to show up. Right. Um, and I'm telling you, we were told by somebody that worked at UPS because we were trying as a co-op, we thought we could ship. Well, we didn't. The crazy old fuckers at the top kept insisting we could. And we kept telling them, no, that's uh, illegal. But anyway. Right. Oh, forgot about that frustration. But we had a guy from UPS tell us that they offered employees in the package department of UPS, not Postal Service, the brown truck people, packages. So they literally would flag and tag, and then they'd have their ID badge number, and they had an officer, I think even on site. Um, and if it proved to be contraband, they had the dog there, the person would get a bonus. So yeah. they've got the incentive. Ugh, yeah, it's gross. Of and apparently, course. coffee smelling boxes were <laughs> highly suspect. <laughs> right, like that tag, tag, tag yeah. it. Dang it sounds like coffee. Tag it for drugs. 
if you wonder why your coffee shipment's late, all of us right. stoners apologize in advance. <laughs> right. I mean, it's. <sighs> I think the confusion of the law now we've got. Yep. It'll be interesting now we've got to the FDA. <coughs> Excuse me. I hit my joint. Um, a lot of presidential candidates are talking about cannabis. We may have to do a show on that when it gets closer. Yeah, about uh, like what people's different stance on it, or what do you think? What do you Federal mean? Federal legalization is becoming a topic as a running mm-hmm. pl- part of the Democratic platform running in 2020. Right. So, my biggest frustration. Not only the not only the Democrats, it's also a Republican thing. Yeah, they yeah, know yeah. they can make money now. Well, fucking Boehner's commercials drive me crazy. Um, I know. They. The misguidance in the law, like I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I could see the benefit of both the medical and the rec program. I wish we could have both. <laughs> Excuse me. What That's I it. hate is the inequities from place to place, even in Arizona, from town to town. But then, like, I can't travel as a patient who is stable in my current medical regimen. I can't pack up my medicines and go or go travel. Right. I can't just throw them in my bag. Right. And it's just fucking plant matter. It's not combustible. In your own bag. Like nobody else is even, it's you know, like it ain't bothering it. nobody. It's got a lock on it. It's not pounds. It's, you know, not even ounces most of the time. It depends on how long I'm traveling. Right. Mama, depends. Mama but you consumes. know what I'm saying. But still, yes. I should be able to. <laughs> Mama smokes the pounds. <laughs> not really. Um. Pa- I think the inequities of inability even to go visit family in Missouri, you know, right. or, or in New York. I've got family in New York. I have family in that state next to Missouri, that Nebraska, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. There's a Master Pietro winery in one of those I states. or No, maybe it's Ohio. It's a vowel. It's a vowel state anyway. So I think that, yes, federal legalization is going to open up the doors to corporatizing gentrifying and all those other negatives that come along with it yeah for sure i mean as you know it's kind of like wait you know be careful what you ask for you might get it you know i am a uh, example of that oh man right i'm very careful thus why i really i i look to europe a lot for like what happens over time? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, hmm, our country is, you know, 200 years old. These countries over there are, you know, 2,000 years old or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know the numbers. Some Nobody are. Yeah. be older. mad at me for what numbers I use. Right. Yeah, and they're older too. Uh, but it's like they say that history repeats itself. There's nothing new under the sun, you know? So when I see, um, like we really think of ourselves as like some kind of really way better than everybody else type of place. But the truth is we're just the babies on the block. Right. You know? Yep. And, and the stability, you know, first. you see Europe, I, I feel like I mentioned this last week, maybe, or, or recently, but Europe is moving forward when it comes to cannabis. Like it's, like oh okay it's a good thing okay boom there are recommendations already going out to the whole eu to go ahead and you know 
uh, you know, at least look at medical programs, advanced research, blah, blah, blah. Like movement is happening immediately as soon as the word Germany, comes out. Your so like, you know what? Covers it. In Germany, your insurance yeah. covers your medical marijuana. Exactly. And most of the other countries have developed either a decriminalization or a medical program. Exactly. Um, Portugal has all drugs decriminalized, but they have actually gone the additional step in 2018 and have approved a medical program. I think it's supposed to start this year. Perfect yeah. timing. But the right the uh, Canadian growers are growing for Europe, and now Mexico's federally legal. Mm-hmm. We're basically the island now. And it right. used to be a lot of like you know. It was like a world order type of thing. Well, we won't legalize it if you don't legalize it. Like right. Canada was finally like, you know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> right. We're just going to do what we do. And California, honestly, you know, way back when also. I mean, California led the way in many ways. Amsterdam led the way in many ways, yeah. you know, but, you know, it's like, okay, people, let's, let's you know, we're, we're not going to get left behind. It's just going to be a matter of which... Route. power which you know which hands grab the power um and it's unfortunate that usually it's the hands with the most money and it's unfortunate that a lot of times the people don't put the money on this but that's okay we have a lot of important causes this is a plant it's important it's important medicine but it is just a plant like i say let's stay focused on um humans and making sure our humans are handled exactly. and like let's put our advocating dollars towards that I have seen like it, let's uh about- find police accountability that kind of shit you know but i think um, but yeah, there's this younger crowd now that is starting. And actually, it's almost even your and my age um, have some what opened the doors. But what I am seeing is, and I mentioned it before, the one state that's allowing the boutique growers and actually started a program to, right. to pay for professionals to help these smaller, diversified mom and pops, whatever you want to call them grows to even fill out the applications and to find the funding and to get the support to get their license and to get their grows up and running. Cause they already know how to right. grow, but right. applying for that license and doing those governmental applications were preventing them from becoming part of the growth. And I do yeah. see a trend, you know, the AOCs of the world and the, the younger energy that's coming in, um, the teeter-totters, you know, going up to that right. other way again, that I do think that they do have a greater focus on broadening the opportunities, you right. know, making it more yeah. diverse. So hopefully this becomes a conversation of the past. Now, best case scenario, you have a medical program, you have recreational type of programs and the people can get what they need for what they want and growers can grow quality medicine and Patients can be assured of the safety of their medicine. Like these are the basics, and people. Efficacy. Like it's not that hard to have all these things, right? Efficacy, exactly. It's not hard to have all these things together, except when we build a system that allows these rich guys to come in and control everything because they're to fund the the cultivation mm-hmm. and the outlets and for the legal, this medicine and the yeah. legalities of trying to get it all right 
You know, the government thinks they're helping something by saying like, oh, you're going you know, to have to have a million dollars in the bank to be able to even, you know, come to the table. And, oh, you're going to have to spend a million dollars and set every single thing up before we even will let you think about it. Like, oh, like they're going to, you know, turn people away or something. But no, all that does is attract mafia. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying it's real mafia, but I'm just saying like. That's all it does. It it just makes it so that the only people that can afford to do this literally are people who have 500000 a million dollars just sitting around that they can afford to potentially Wander. throw down the drain. <laughs> uh, and it's like, but that doesn't mean that they're the best people to grow or provide medicine or even recreate, maybe recreational products, you know, should go through that kind of a, of a, of a system, but you know, definitely doesn't mean that they are qualified or should be the people to grow or produce or, or put out medicine. And that the market, that's just my two cents on it. You know, I'm not a capitalist by any means, you know, they've all got their own dirty words and their positives, socialist, capitalist, yada, yada, yada. I do believe though, that as a consumer base, people have to speak with their dollars and support those little people and find mm-hmm. the brands that put the patient first right. and put their money where their mouth is and right. with test results. And you know, if you're getting a sativa candy bar or a high, you know, a hybrid candy bar or a, a indica candy bar that it's not made with the shit that was left over. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. And if we keep supporting with our dollars and letting our, um, I think we got to do more than just support with our dollars too, though. We have to support with our, you know, vocally as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, because these smaller operations or these type of operations sometimes that have put in the extra money into producing quality product, they may not be the ones that also have extra money for marketing to us and getting in front of us, right? right? They're like, oh, we're going to spend the extra money on testing and on growing organically and on throwing away moldy product if that's what happens. And, you know, all these other expenses that come with providing a super high quality uh, sometimes that can cut into their ability to throw huge parties and give away a bunch of free medicine and, Lanyard. you know, have ads Lanyard. everywhere and, yeah, and, and just all these marketing tactics employs that some of these people with big money, right? you know, are able to do. And that's not to say don't inv- enjoy the events and stuff, do that too, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just... It's good to balance and, you know, think about all these different pieces of the pie and know that just because they're in front of your face all the time doesn't make them the type of business you'd want to support. Amen, my brother. Sister. I'm like, uh, there's something change that I don't know about. (laughs) I have this Buddha painting right in front of my Still a girl, y'all. I'm still a girl. And I like a she, her pronoun. (laughs) I got you. Oh, Buddha, you messed me up. Buddha could go either pronoun, probably too. This picture. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I feel alright about it. I, I I didn't take it personally. I already know, girl. We so, we know how our brains work. Yes, we're always know. got. We always got some stuff bubbling in there. Idaho needs to get their shit together. Give these people back their hemp. <sighs> they should give back their hemp. And but I they're doing it so they can the challenge story, the hemp bill. I don't think it's in this story, but I do believe I read elsewhere because I have had this story for at least a week or two, maybe like a week and a half. Um, and if I recall, this hemp 
was tested by the by Idaho and was proven to be hemp. Um, uh-huh. I think that testing has well because they're done. the police and they're doing a criminal charge, so I guess they would have to, right? Oh, but so so then, but they're still not giving it back. So they know it's industrial hemp, and they're not giving it back, right? Because they're still just making it about states' rights. Yeah, it's always about states' rights for them, aka white supremacy. These bags, it's like these giant. Um, like, have you ever asked to get like trash removal, and they have those super super giant bags for like yard waste? And I'm not talking garbage right. bags. I'm talking the industrial giant waste bags. And there's just this, okay. in the photo, there's one, two, three, four, five, like, I don't know, 15 Ooh. of these giant bags. <laughs> yeah, a semi-truck worth, right? Approximately. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to know that that's uh. just stuff full. These, could you imagine these cops must have thought that it was like this big pot bust and oh my the God. The biggest bust ever, right. right? And it turns out it really is industrial hemp. Uh <sighs> And I the mean, poor guy that uh, was arrested just taking a job as a truck driver. Right. You know, he's got yeah, no, he's nothing to do with nothing. He's just the truck driver. Right. Uh, It'll be really interesting to see how this plays out, though, because, um, you know, like we've talked about so many times, a word here, a word there, an extra law here that applies this time or doesn't, you know, this is how the justice system works, right? And... And it's a fight back and forth and, you know, yeah, you've passed this federal law, but we have these state laws and they are just, a, you know, it's just, it's going to be fun. People need to keep, make sure you're talking if you have an opinion, if you live in Idaho and I would yes. imagine if you live in Idaho and listen to us that you were anti-pot, but maybe you're plotting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I no, I, I doubt it. You know, yeah. Not, so yeah. make sure that your representatives know. And if you live in another state where, you know, this kind of thing is going on. I mean, yeah. I know for South Dakota was another one I had flagged that was going yeah. after CBD with, with legislation. So, you know, Money talks a lot, but also votes are buddy to these people. And letters and calls Emails, and things like that posting, to your representatives, people who, reps. you know, your local representatives, city councils. You know, it goes all the way from your your most local, like city council, like I said, all the way up to, you know, your state and your federal uh, votes. And they all matter and the communications matter. And those people theoretically listen to their constituents and it seems uh, like it's getting through a little bit because they're starting to they're all starting to get a little less aggressive about this whole pop thing right uh i'm not saying go put yourself out and you know admit to criminal activity or anything in your state but if you have a success story you know share it with them stories matter your story matters or that you Um, want the opportunity to have a story Right. Or if you have a story about someone, you know, that's all right to yes, share, share the me. stories with tell your politicians. Tell, right. tell your story and you can just say you live up here. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> right. Right. You. Exactly. <laughs> just be like, I'm from Arizona. Where it's medically legal. No. But we actually have right. people that live in non-legal states and have cards here because they're dual residents. Right. And I've right. worked with some of those patients on that. Yeah. Well, I think we're about at our time, my dear, for the week. 
Yes, yes. So we will see y'all next week. We'd love to hear your feedback. Wow, our numbers have been kind of blowing up. So we know that you guys are listening and we really appreciate you. And it sounds like you guys are sharing us with your friends because we're still not doing any marketing. Uh, But (laughs) um, (laughs) we're awesome like that. So keep sharing with your friends. We appreciate it. um, And we'll catch you next week. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.